Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, hey, you guys, it's Kate Warman here, and I am so excited for the second episode of 2022. Y'all, we are getting into it. And if you missed my announcement last week, I want to tell you what to expect for this year. So up until this point, for the last four years, almost four years of doing this podcast, I have done interview type episodes for the most part, meaning I have invited a guest on, pulled things out of their story, asked them questions, and it's been really fun and amazing and enriching. But this year for the podcast, I decided to do something a little different. I decided to shake it up. You know, I like to shake things up. And I said, you know what? I want this to be more interactive between you guys and between myself. I want to actually answer some of your really hard questions. And I want to give you basically free dating coaching advice here on the podcast, things that I often give people in the DMs or that I've done prior in my one-on-one coaching. And so for this year, we are going to be moving more towards one-on-one, just you and me listening and me sharing and answering your questions. And what's exciting is that you guys can actually answer questions. You can go to heartofdating.com. There's a little button in there that pops up on the side that says, ask Kate a question. You can ask me a dating question and have the chance for it to be played on the podcast and me answer it on the podcast. Outside of the dating questions, we're also going to be bringing some fun people in. Now, I love having a good co-host. And so we are selecting a few key people that we are going to bring in this year to do dating series with us. Next month, we have my amazing friend, Anthony O'Neill, and we're going to be talking about why aren't they asking you out? It's going to be an incredible series, okay? Why aren't they asking you out? Well, I want to know why they aren't asking me out, right? I'm sure you do if you feel that way at all. Well, my friend Anthony O'Neill is coming out, and we're doing a few episodes diving into some hot topics related to why they aren't asking you out. And you guys, we have other fun surprises coming for this year. I'm not going to reveal it all now, but stick with us. This is going to be an exciting year. Now, in case you didn't know, we have an incredible conference coming up in February of this year. February 12th to February 13th. It's our Heart of Dating 2022 conference. Y'all, I am so dang excited. Okay, we have two ways to join. You can come virtually anywhere in the world. And virtually your experience is going to be so incredible, you guys, because we have a brand new app experience. We are utilizing an app to allow you guys to create profiles, to connect with other singles, to be able to watch the content, to live stream into the live sessions of the content, have breakout groups, all the things. It's going to be so fun. So come virtually anywhere in the world. And then if you really want to meet us in real life, you can. You can join us in Orlando, Florida at LifeBridge Church with my friend Luke Lazan. We have a handful of the speakers in the lineup that are going to be live in person in Orlando. I know Anthony O'Neill is going to be there. Riley Sewell is going to be there and a few amazing others. But other than that, our other speakers are going to be virtual. And so I want to encourage you, come in Orlando, come online. Wherever it is, it's going to be an incredible experience. And did I mention we have mingling? 
Okay, we have, for the people coming in person, we have a whole mixer at the end of the day. But then for the people virtually, y'all, we have speed dating. Okay, we've been testing this out and now we're ready to use it in a bigger scale at our Heart of Dating conference. And I can't wait. We've gotten incredible feedback from our speed dating events. So yeah, we're gonna, a big heart for me in this conference is giving you guys community and helping you guys to meet one another. Singles meeting other singles, okay? And we're gonna get to do that at the Heart of Dating conference. 2022. You can sign up by going to hodc2022.com. Y'all can't miss it. This is like the event of the year for us. All right. So let's get into the content for today. I have an incredible question that I'm going to play from Matthew. And if you tuned in last week, you'll know that we talked about how to re-enter the dating world, especially if you feel like you've been out of it for a long time. And I gave you about six different steps, but the last step, I really didn't explain that much because I had already listened to Matthew's question and I decided, oh, this works perfectly. So I'm going to play Matthew's question, and then we're going to go into this whole concept of practicing dating and what it looks like to take the pressure off of dating. What does it mean to practice dating? You mentioned that on your IG story. I'm a widower. I haven't dated. Does the other person know that the date is just practice? What does it look like? Okay. Y'all, let's let's get into it. Matthew, thank you so much for this question. And I also really love that you're sharing from a place of vulnerability, especially being a widower. And we have we've had the amazing Davey and Christy Blackburn on the podcast sharing their story. And I want you to know that you are not alone. And I really, really appreciate you being so vulnerable. So what does it mean to practice dating? Does the other person know that the date is just practice? Uh, That's funny. It made me chuckle. Here's why I encourage practicing dating. And with caveats, this is not about leading someone on. This is not about not being clear. This isn't about just like having fun and hooking up. Absolutely not. Not at all. But what I see in the Christian world is this. I see a lot of Christians uncomfortable with themselves, uncomfortable in their bodies, uncomfortable talking to the opposite gender, not dating or putting far too much pressure on dating when they do. It's like on a first date, you have to figure out, is this the one? Is this my husband or my wife? And y'all, that flattens the dating process. It makes it not enjoyable. It makes the other person like it's almost as like you're treating the other person as you're sizing them up like a piece of meat almost in a sense, because you're like, are you good enough to be my husband? Or from a guy's perspective, are you good enough to be my wife from a first date? And y'all, this is not enjoyable. The other person feels that energy. It's intense. It feels like an interview. There's so much pressure on it. Oh my goodness. And not only that, sometimes it does work out where people like each other on the first date after putting that much pressure on it. And then they're in a committed relationship. But guess what? They maybe should have never even been in that committed relationship. They committed because they were so intense early on. But sometimes a fast start has a fast end. And or worse, sometimes a fast start will lead to thinking that this is the right thing because, right, we had all this chemistry and connection and I thought it was it and I put so much pressure on it and then I end up marrying that person and realizing, man, I feel so lonely in this marriage and I feel worse than when I was just single before I dated this person. And I don't want that to be you. Okay. So let's talk about practicing dating. Okay. I see so many singles going on dates with so much pressure. And because of this, like I said, they either easily commit to somebody that maybe they shouldn't commit to, or 
They maybe don't give someone a shot because of their unfair standards and expectations. And honestly, I like we can be so weird as Christians. We don't know what to do with ourselves on a date. And I just think that is where this whole practicing dating, getting more comfortable with ourselves come into play. Far too many people are just serial monogamous daters. They lock someone in on the first date and forgo everybody else. So for example, you're on a dating app. You talk to one person that you are enjoying. And before you even meet the person, you cut off contact with every other person you're dating. I mean, what if you go on a date with that person and you realize that, well, this is not who I should be talking to. This is not the kind of godly person I thought they were. And then you just ended it with all these people before you jumped right into the water before even knowing if it was hot or cold. Okay. Or you may go on a date with a person and you think it went great. And then you cut off everything with everyone else. And then the person goes to you. Oh my goodness. Okay. There's so many different scenarios here. And I'm sure you can relate to some of them. But what I want to encourage you to do is to just challenge how much you are committing and how much pressure you're putting early on in dating. Now, there's there's nothing wrong with finding someone you like and ending the process of dating anybody else. However, far too many people are not finding the right person that they want to actually get serious with and date because they're just not going out with enough people. I've, I've heard so many Christians be like, I can't find someone or they go on one date in like three months and they're like, that date sucked and therefore dating sucks. And I'm like, well, maybe you're just not going out with enough people. Maybe you're not like going for the right people. Maybe you need to challenge yourself to go out with more people and go out with different people. But if you don't go out and go out with more than one person and challenge yourself with who you're going out with, then you're just ending up dating a lot of people that are very, very, very specific that maybe aren't the best for you. Or you date somebody and get in an exclusive relationship really early on and then it ends and you're thinking dating sucks. Well, guess what? You need to challenge yourself to just date more. I believe that getting more serious with with somebody that you're dating should be when that person truly stands out from all the rest. It should be after you've gotten to know that person a little bit through time, but not necessarily on a first date. A first date can be kind of misleading. A second date can kind of be even misleading. This needs to be through time. Through time, seeing that person and then realizing, wow, they stand out of the crowd. But you're never going to find someone that stands out from all the rest if you just commit to the first person that you go on a date with, if you just commit to someone after one date, okay? So what I mean here specifically is I recommend going out with a few people. Now, I don't mean going out with a few people tons of times. Like I don't mean going out with this one guy for 20 times before you ever decide anything about him. I mean going out with some people for some dates being honest with them that you are not looking to get serious at this moment. You are just in a season of dating and then seeing how they feel about that. You're going to be honest. Now, I did this earlier in 2021. I talked about it briefly on a podcast in March of 2021 where I talked about can you date multiple people at one time? And I practiced this. And specifically, I want to give credit to Dr. Henry Cloud, who his book, How to Get a Date Worth Keeping, really talks about the stuff I'm talking about today in deeper length. And he had some amazing details in there. But he also personally, as a friend, challenged me on this. Okay. And so I decided for three months, the first three months of 2021, 
I was not going to get serious with any one person. And this is how I did that. I went on different dates with different guys. And at the end of those dates, I was very clear with that guy. I, I enjoyed, if I enjoyed myself, I told him I enjoyed it. I thanked him. I told him how it made me feel. I told him I'd love to do something like this again, if that was the honest truth. And I said, I just also want you to know, because I love to lead with honesty, that I am also talking with other people. I am in a season where I do not plan to become exclusive with anyone until three months. And I just want to be honest with you about that because that's where I am in dating and I understand that is not how everyone does it. If that is okay with you, I would love to move forward and go on another date with you. Then I allowed that person to respond, check in with themselves. How do they feel about that? And then here's the other thing. I made sure to have very clear boundaries with that person early on. So I didn't text them all day, every day. I didn't text any of the guys I was talking to all day, every day. I only saw the guys I was seeing. I only saw the maximum of once a week, no more than once a week. I was fair to every person I was dating. I was checking in with myself. I was making sure I wasn't over committing. And I was just staying in my body, seeing how it felt. And what was really interesting over these three months of doing this is that there were guys that in the beginning, I'm like, ooh, we have a spark, we have chemistry, this is awesome, I'm really connected to them. But by the end of the three months, by testing this theory out, I realized, ooh, that was just a spark, that was just chemistry. But the foundation of what we really had wasn't actually going to thrive long-term. And what ended up happening is some of the other guys I was talking to stood out of the crowd. And I have more details on that. And I'll share more about how that ended specifically later on this year. But it was so eye-opening to me because it challenged myself to be open, to practice dating, to practice staying in my feminine, being vulnerable, sharing uncomfortably, you know, even because it was a little uncomfortable for me to tell them I was dating other people, but I was honest they were honest back with how they felt about that. And I was truly able to see how it was with somebody through time. So this is what I mean by practicing dating. I mean, you need to get out there and date more people. How do you really know what's best for you unless you get out there and actually see what you like and what you don't like? Because I'll tell you what, the things that I've always thought were the best for me, because I'm like, oh, this has got to be the best for me because I know myself. God has really ripped me a new one several times through my dating years by sharing with me and showing me, Kate, this is what you thought you wanted, but that at the end of the day is actually not good for you. At the end of the day, you actually need this. And I'm like, really, Lord? And then I see that he's right because I date someone who's like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. This is this quality is really more important to me than that quality. And so I didn't think that, you know? And so I, there is, there's so much that God has shown me. And I, I made my list, my quote unquote list, based on things that I was prayerful about and I'm using discernment. But then when I put those lists to the test by just being open, God was able to move. My favorite quote in the last six months that I've been saying is date the unexpected and God just may do the unexpected. 
And I think we're at open and in a posture of practicing dating. We are giving ourselves permission to date somebody that maybe we would have previously eliminated. If you haven't been around for a while, I encourage you to go back and listen to our series, the compatibility series, where I talk about things such as height and weight and age differences and ethnicity differences and all sorts of things that factor why we say yes or no to somebody. And in that series, I challenge you to be more open, to say yes to more people. Now, All of this being said with practicing dating, if you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I just don't think I can do like talk to more than one person at a time. You know what? If you know yourself and you know that's not for you, you just don't feel comfortable, then okay, that's fine. Like I'm not saying you have to do that, but I am telling you that if you constantly find yourself with very little success in dating, if you're only attracted to the same kind of people and those people are not working out for you, it might be time to shake things up and do things a little differently and stop being so serious about just one person over one date and just being more open. I believe that there are a few different stages in the dating process. And I think we rush these stages, okay? Often we're just like single dating, engaged, married, okay? And I talk about this, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I actually think there's another stage in the process. I think it should go single, dating, relationship, engaged, married. And even within the dating to relationship phase, I think there's some sub stages within there. I think the first, first, first stage is getting to know someone. This is where you're dating. There is no attachment to this person yet. You have no specific expectations or a laundry list of things you're looking for. You are just open and getting curious and having fun getting to know another man or woman of God. You are observing that person in different places and spaces. Now, this fun part of dating stage should not go on forever. I'm not telling you to just go out with someone for months on end because it's fun. Like we're doing this for an intention. We want to get married here. But in those first few dates, you you have, I think it is totally fine and actually can be beneficial for us as Christians to just be open, to not have a huge laundry list of expectations, to not be going on five-hour dates. This helps you in the process, by the way. Don't go on five-hour dates. Don't share your life story with them like on the first date. Don't be texting every single day. You know, have limited dates. See them for limited amounts of time and see them in various situations and do various kinds of activities with them for a a certain amount of time. Then when the person starts sparking your interest, when you start saying, you know what, I've seen this person in a few different situations and I want to know more. I'm really interested in knowing more about this specific person. That's when you can move to the stage of exclusivity. Exclusivity is when you decide, hey, I am actually going to get off the app. I'm going to not be talking to any other guys I was talking to or any other girls I was talking to, and I'm going to focus solely on the person in front of me. That's the stage of exclusivity. Exclusivity is leading you into deciding if you want to be in a relationship with that person. So I believe exclusivity is part of the dating phase. So it goes from going on dates and having fun and getting to know someone to being exclusive, being a little more intentional. Someone sparks your interest. You're like, I know a good amount to know. I want to invest more of my time one-on-one with this person. And this phase is really important to start looking at other things, getting them maybe around a few friends, not every friend. This is not you bringing them to church and introducing them to everyone you know. It's about bringing them in maybe with just a few friends, getting some insight from trusted people, and just getting to know if you actually want to be then in a relationship with this person, which is the next stage of dating. 
Once you decide, you know what? I know enough. I've seen this person in a few different settings. I know enough about this person. Then you can move to a relationship. And then a relationship is where you start taking a closer look at this person, their life, if they're a good fit for you, what is their vision, purpose, and calling? What's your vision, purpose, calling? Is God calling you guys to run the race together, to be better for the kingdom together than alone as singles? You know, and this is the time where you're asking yourself, well, why am I into this person? What attracts me to them? Is there more here than just attraction and chemistry and them having a lot of cool achievements or us having cool conversation? Is there more than that? Is there a lasting relationship here? Actually, Dr. Henry Cloud says something funny. He says, you know, chemistry, sexual attraction, charm, talent, intellect, achievements. Guess what? Criminals even have those traits. So if you want to be married to somebody, it has to be deeper than things like sexual attraction, chemistry, that person having a lot of intellect, that person having a lot of achievements. It's got to have more than that. That made me laugh. He says that and how to get a date worth keeping. You have to have a hard look at their character. And then if you guys would be a good match for running this race for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God together. The point of this episode is people often give away their heart and souls and, and just so much about themselves before they really get to know someone. This can feel good in the beginning, can feel very noble, I'm a committer, but it can actually be really bad and toxic and it could potentially lead you to getting stuck with somebody who's not actually the best fit for you. You want to look at this person through time. You want to get to know their character. You want to see how spiritually mature they are and how emotionally mature they are through time. You want to see how much wisdom they have in their life. You want to see truly what is their support system like? What are their friendships like? What is their network like? What is their family like? You want to be able to do go through different seasons together. This is so, so, so important. And I believe when we rush into dating too quickly, we miss over all of these possibilities to really see if this person would be a good fit for us for the glory of the kingdom. So that was my answer, y'all. That's how we navigate dating by practicing dating, getting more comfortable with dating. It's not about leading people on. It's not about being in unintentional. It's not about the hookup culture. Certainly not about that. I'm highly against that. It is about not rushing. It's about being more wise. It's about getting to know what we're really looking for. It's about getting more comfortable with ourselves with dating and interacting with the opposite gender. It's about leaving someone better than we found them. And I think these are amazing tools that can be sharpened and utilized when we really are thoughtful with the stages of dating. Okay, guys, that's it for today. What a fun episode. This has been great hanging out with y'all. As a reminder, we have our Heart of Dating Conference February coming up in just a few weeks. Get your ticket right now. Come virtually hang out with us from anywhere in the world or come in person to Orlando, Florida. It's going to be a blast. Now, last thing, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you've never ranked us or reviewed us, would you do that? Because it actually really helps us. And there are like 30 to 40,000 of you that listen to this podcast every week. And a lot of you guys have never actually rated or reviewed the podcast. So would you take a moment today and rate and review this podcast? It would mean the world to me. All right, guys, that's it for today. I'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 